Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Hello, Ken Rashawn in Washington, D.C., live on Amplified Radio Show Influencer Channel or on Voice America. How are you doing, Andrea? I'm fantastic. We have just had a, a crazy run the last couple of days uh, doing some amazing things, uh, amplifying goodness all over the world and traveling. Uh, Ken, would you like me to cover some of those events now or did you want to do some other sharing first? Well, I don't know about, I guess it was all over the world because it was international, but it was well. uh, mainly in Arizona, Florida. <laughs> I mean, we didn't visit every state. We didn't go to every country. So I'll just say um, we're building ambassadors, though. So if you're a photographer and you would like to be part of not just a movement and amplifying goodness of leaders, but you also would like more business to work in bigger events, we are looking for photographers to build communities and show off the movers and shakers in each city that has uh, basically positivity. And if you need positivity, we can actually add that to the mix because the more positive leaders we found that amp are amplified, the more the community rises. As a matter of fact, good old Baltimore does not have the number one accolade of highest murder capital in the United States and thus has fallen out of the top fi uh, 25 in the world. Um, so it is number four now. So we're, we're inching them <laughs> away from that danger zone and, mm -hmm. uh, so I've just seen that the more positive a city is, the more their uh, leaders are being acknowledged, the more support they get, the more mentorship happens, the more uh, heroes are identified as being positive and better choices are made. So we just did a community book. It's called the Arizona Phoenix Movers and Shakers Edition. We are going this week to do the Philly Movers and Shakers Edition. So very excited about that. If you're in Philadelphia and or you know someone in Philadelphia that is a mover and shaker, meaning... They do positive things, creating community, uh, help with nonprofits, help solve problems in the city. We are interested in not only meeting them, but publishing them in a book and acknowledging and honoring them for the good that they do. Uh, we are on to New York later this summer, and we will have roughly 30, if God wills it, and our executive director um, coordinates all that. We will have 30 cities, all um, cities that coincidentally our Southwest airport cities. <laughs> so Southwest, if you're listening, we are looking for you as a partner. We are looking for you with your big heart to join forces with the Q Smiling Movement. We love uh, your company. We put all our business with you. And most importantly, your heart signifies exactly what our movement does, which is mental and dental wellness. And that just goes to show our heart is in your plane every single time we're flying to another city. So Go ahead and uh, share, I guess, this the events that uh, we yeah. we stopped by, we amplified, and we certainly enjoyed. Well, we were in Phoenix first. In Phoenix, we went to RAL Academy uh, with Jean Garino. And uh, RAL Academy is a residential assisted living. And we were there for three days. Ken was uh, photographing, hired a photographer. As you know, he's a celebrity event photographer, travels all over the world and does these great, beautiful events. Andre was saying that we were in Phoenix for the RAL Academy, which uh, was roughly about 130, 150 people learning how to make their home a um, a location that is intimate and comfortable and completely um, warm environment for people that are in their retirement age and they would like to be taken care of and um, coddled and uh, engaged with. And so the business model basically teaches the people in the conference how they can turn their home into an assisted living facility. So that was uh, not only wonderful to be part of, but also um, what a great mission. So, Gene, um, we love working with you. We're excited to obviously be a part of all your events, and the people you attract are doing well and doing good, which I love those two together. That means they're creating impact and being rewarded with abundance. So um, you were cut out, so I went ahead to Andrea and explained the rest of RAL. So go for the, I guess, the second part of the venture, and you are on mute. 
Uh, well, part of that too is we did have um, a wonderful networking event. We reached out to a couple people to let them know we were going to be there, thinking we'd have four to eight people show up. And we had over 25 people show up who wanted to be a part of the Keep Smiling movement, wanted to network some major players from all over the place who come into <laughs> Phoenix to greet us. And then we headed to uh, Miami to oh, wait, the Bitcoin VIP conference. Before oh, you sure. do that, anybody that would like us to come to their city and create a mover and shaker book, all you need to do is reach out. Uh, you can text us or call us in Amplified or go to the Keep Smiling Movement Facebook page and preferably the website and let us know that you would like to host a Keep Smiling Mover and Shaker Mixer. And what that does for you is it positions you as someone that cares about your city. It also positions you to know the people that will be attracted to that event and it will serve so many purposes. For instance, when we do book launches with our lovely authors, you will be the person of contact that will be able to um, help put together an event. You'll meet these amazing um, heart-centered people. And most importantly, uh, your business will flourish because people will know that your character, your story are all about creating community and making a difference in the world. I think you have a bad connection, Andrea. So I will continue with the next event was in Miami, Florida, and that was the Bitcoin conference. And that was uh, a heck of a privilege to be at that event and learning so much about how Bitcoin could be the future currency. And if it's not the future currency, it certainly is going to be a currency of choice for the people that are moving and shaking and making their business blossom. Uh, we were able to attend the, uh, VIP event at the Oasis in Miami, and those pictures are forthcoming. And I think you keep cutting out, Andrea, so you may have a bad signal. But the Miami event, I guess you can just add, because we have actually our guest, our first guest is going to be a recipient of that VIP uh, encounter. So let's add Al Blackford right now. Um, well, I no, am having you some need, technical We haven't done sponsors. We haven't done sponsors. Oh, uh, well, well, Al, you're going to see Al then while we do the oh, sponsors. I see. And by the way, I'm here in Tampa. Uh, Dave Van Hoos, uh, he's doing a presentation today with one of our clients. And uh, so uh, super fun to uh, be here with him. That's DaveV360.com. I told him I'd give a shout out to him. And uh, so well, what we about do our, want what to thank our client. Oh, oh, Andrew Schlag, uh, who Henry knows as well. Andrew Schlag, he's an absolute adorable young man, 38 years old, has owned over 400 houses, has been on our show before. And his it brother. It just goes along. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I forget his brother's name right now. Remind me, Ken, what's his brother's name? <laughs> well, I wasn't ready for you to forget his name, but you go ahead and I'll well, get his name. Well, I wasn't name. ready for it either. <laughs> well, I, so, since he's my buddy, I better, I better know that name. So you better remember go. it. Oh, so yeah. that's totally fine. Um, my How about Aaron? How about Aaron? To, uh, Aaron, yeah. I'm trying to negotiate Wi-Fi's over here to get one that's in a better place. So I'm at the overlooking the pool and the beach right now, um, although it looks like I'm in a library. So our sponsor are bees.social that's b-e-e-s dot social the crypto literacy program changing the world for all humanity and we are the platform chosen for m2 the new crypto coin that will be changing the world which leads us to be talking about al blackford in just a moment and bitcoin we also want to thank the umbrella syndicate the red carpet connection perfect publishing the emffix.com mymakeuplady.com lynn benavides and the Umbrella Syndicate, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel. And if I'm missing someone else, I'll send you some love next half hour. Well, actually, there is uh, someone you're missing. Um, to all the Aaron's in the world, because Aaron's are an important name. And Aaron Schlag is one of them. But Aaron, our birthday producer boy, um, man, superhero, is uh, someone that changes our life every single week when he makes sure those dials are just perfect and we're sounding as good as we can. So Aaron, uh, in the production uh, and Voice America, thank you for all you do. And Yes, Aaron's Aaron, wonderful. I think, and Aaron I think Schlag. We a, well, I know Aaron Schlag, but what I'm saying is I think we need to do an Aaron book. I think the Aaron's of the world need to come together. I mean, there it's is a crazy. Ken book. There is a Ken book, and it's called the Ken Edition. And I mean, Al, you're probably frothing right now. We should do an Al book. All Al's that are great people in the world. So, <laughs> I mean, we ran into one Al in Miami, and boom, here he is on the show because it's such an amazing. He represents the Al name perfectly. 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we met Al at the Bitcoin VIP conference. I will just say that you were not just there. Al is so excited to hear that we were at the we had the Bitcoin conference, and she was not just there for Bees Connected or the Umbrella Syndicate or Keep Smiling or Big Events or all the other companies, but she was there actually to. Make a, make a sponsorship splash for all Bitcoin of companies. Is that about it, Andrea? Uh, yes. Uh, so there's so many different other companies along with Bitcoin, different coins and so forth. And Bitcoin is the one that's been leading everybody in the front of this. So we'll be having some Bitcoin uh, people from their organization and some other attendees in the future. We met some fabulous people. Of course, you had to be a mover or shaker to be there. The event itself cost 4000 or more just to be able to attend. So we're talking major movers and shakers, and we met some wonderful people in some wonderful industries where Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is changing their lives. And certainly that's part of what we're doing at Bees.Social and why we were representing their, them as well, as along with the Keep well, Smiling I, I just, movement. I want to add that when I heard it was $4,000, and I will appreciate this, when I heard it was $4,000, I didn't eat for four days because I was like, there's going to be some amazing food there for $4,000. And you get there, and they got food you can buy. They got drinks you could buy, but there is no food or drink for free. I mean, you got to you got to breathe the air for free. That was included. <laughs> so it definitely was a different model than we're used to. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely will say that that was a review of mine as well. Usually when you go to an event now. Um, so again, I guess we weren't there for the food and the drink. We were there for the connection people that we wanted to be with. So uh, for we're focused on the positive for right now. Now and uh, really take away from that because uh, they're going to be working with us and we'll let them know some things that we would love to see them do with sponsorship so that the food and drinks are included with those price packages in the future. Amen. So, uh, 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 Ken, do you want to go ahead and jump to Al and his uh, uh, his, well, his reviews? Of yeah, did you want, is there a bio you want to read of Al? Is there anything you wanted to say before I bring him in? Well, I'm going to have Al go ahead and share that uh, so he can tell them. Okay, well, I'm going to start off by saying when I met Al at the event, he was wearing this phenomenal shirt, and I don't have the picture ready, Al, but with the photos are almost done. But uh, you're going to have to share with the audience what the shirt read. But it goes to show if you wear something that is engaging and is humorous, you're going to pick the, uh, the, the attention of people that want to actually do media. So we met him as a result of a shirt he was wearing and his wonderful personality got him an invitation to dinner where he did a reverse on us and said, I am picking up the tab. And we ate at a phenomenal restaurant, a tapas place. And wow, that, uh, every molecule of that food was delicious. <laughs> yeah. So Al, why don't you give an introduction um, to yourself so the audience knows who you are. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and I just was delighted to meet both you, Ken, and Andrea, and uh, had a great had a great evening. So, thank you so much for picking up on my shirt. Um, I had uh, two shirts made for the two days of the conference, and I had the most pithy, you know, uh, neat phrases that I could think of on the fronts and backs of that. And that was what you, Ken, said. You know, you asked if I could uh, if you could photograph it, and so I said, sure, sure, absolutely. And then we just got talking and, and just really hit it off. But uh, I think that that night um, I, on the front, uh, my shirt said, now there are three certainties in life, death, taxes, and 21 million Bitcoin. That's right. Because so, yeah, the old phrase is there were two certainties in life, right? Both death exactly. and taxes. Now there are three, which is vital in terms of the, the value proposition for Bitcoin for our future of humanity. It's the and, fact uh, that it's well, we're going to slip over that in a second. Would you want to share what was on the back of your shirt or the other shirt that you had? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think the back that night, let's see. I remember the back. It might have been the one that said, uh, when when we fix the money, we'll fix the world. That or that good. might have been the night, the night before. Okay. And did, yeah, you of, I, did you get a lot of reactions ahead. to that shirt? I did. Uh, at, at one point, uh, a woman said, excuse me, sir, I, I tried to photograph the back uh, but you were walking, and so may I please shoot the back of your shirt? So I said, sure. And as she did that, uh, a circle of people you know, look, were looking at me, and then someone else said, can I take a photograph? So for about 112 seconds, I felt like a movie star with paparazzi. It was just <laughs> a funny moment. But, and I saw people reading my, my shirt uh, all the time, both days. You know, I was all around. So, and, and, and a lot of people said, I love it. Just love it. So, so are you going to make this shirt available so people can purchase it and help your economy? Yes. Yes, I intend to do that. Okay, yes, and uh, where, where will that be? I mean, we can obviously put a link later, but uh, where, where will 
the shirts be available? Um, I don't have the website yet uh, or the trademark, but certainly you can follow me um, at on Twitter at Keto Bitcoiner. Um, I'm both preserving health through the ketogenic diet through keto and preserving wealth with Bitcoin. Okay, and I. I really um, not just enjoyed meeting you, but you have quite the story that we invited you to be part of the Dose of Hope um, family uh, project. And uh, Henry's one of the authors that's going to be coming on and you'll hear his story. But um, Mm -hmm. why don't you give a highlight to who you are from a standpoint of your journey? Just take a couple minutes to share that what we see right now isn't who you were some 20, 30 years ago. I I, I was fascinated by your pictures. But before we go there, I just want to say I want to compliment you when you said, hey, wherever you guys are going, it's fine with me. And that's that's the kind of person you know is uh, just really ready to build a relationship and build a have a good time, just have a great time with people. Right. Well, it's more important who you're with than what you eat. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you share about the, the journey? Well, certainly. I mean, I, I um, grew up where food was very important to me. So I was always chubby you know, and through my youth and even some a lot of my adulthood. And uh, I went through a situation where my first wife was uh, fighting cancer. And so I just kind of just naturally watched what I ate. She did, too. Um, she ended up not winning that, that battle. But, um, but I slimmed down and then uh, remarried. And uh, started just getting heavy again because, you know, I, I sort of got the girl. And so I, I got it heavy again. And then when I realized that I was going to be the oldest man in the auditorium when my daughter uh, graduated high school many years later, I went, oh, my gosh. And so I just uh, pounded a treadmill and got down to a reasonable weight uh, again. And then uh, that was and I stayed there for you know, many years because um, I realized that health was so important. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to keep uh, from growing up, you know, growing larger like I had. And then uh, when I, then three and a half years ago, I discovered the ketogenic diet where I could actually um, not starve myself and lose weight and get down to my, my leanest self. So I, I've been on that journey for the last three and a half years. And just, I just, I, I feel unbelievable. I don't have that sugar, you know, high and low and insulin, all that. So I feel unbelievable. I'm the leanest of my you know, 60 plus years. 60 plus years. And uh, what is that lean weight? Uh, 145. 145, and you were 225, I recall? 225, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, it, it coming off really wasn't that difficult with this particular regimen, is that? Uh, exactly. No, you can lose it without hunger. You know I mean, lots of people can starve themselves and lose weight. But then, as many doctors have said, 90-something percent of all people who lose weight on a diet gain it all back and even more. It's because you're denying yourself food all the time that you want. Whereas with the ketogenic diet, you can eat to satiety and yet still lose weight and maintain an ideal weight and not well, go hungry. We all hate going hungry. Well, that's because that's not really a diet. That's a regimen. The other uh, one is a right. diet with the word die and then a cross for where you're going to go when you continue too long on that diet. Right, right. As, as one smart doctor once said, it's the diet after the diet, your <laughs> ongoing diet that is so important. So. Yes, exactly. Um, so just really quickly, since um, yes. we obviously met you at that event, and that's the only event yes. we were able to witness. Tell the audience about how incredible the event was and maybe one highlight and maybe a couple of the speakers that, I mean, they they attracted the biggest people in Bitcoin. Uh, Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, When I saw, oh, Michael Saylor's coming because he's just uh, here to so many of us because of his uh, belief in the future of this thing and and staking over $2 billion uh, in U.S. dollar terms into Bitcoin for the future and uh, saying it is going to change the world. Uh, Bitcoin is going to eat the world. It's, you know, it's, it, it will take over everything. We have a phrase in the Bitcoin world, which is everything there is divided by 21 million. So mm-hmm. literally, literally, you know, the whole world will be on this you know, eventually. That's pretty cool. So anyway, so yeah, so Michael, and, and by the way, I missed Mr. Saylor. I wasn't able to get into the audience because uh, when I arrived at the conference the first day, I got into a line that was 10 blocks long, two hours. So I missed the opening remarks by the mayor and then uh, a couple of, of panels I see here, and then also in Mr. Saylor with Max Kaiser. And so I, I didn't get in to see a, a panel so until you, midday. So, Al, what you're telling me is that you did not get a photo of Mr. Saylor holding the Keith Smiley card? Uh, correct. I did oh, not. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's – let's, we, we, the we do have the mayor holding the Keith Smiley yes, card. Yes, we do. We, we have the mayor of Miami. Of Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. 
Excellent. Yeah. Yes, so, and, and we you. already got that from Soccer X a well, couple of years back. It's possible that the mayor knew that we weren't going to be able to make it at that point, and maybe he got the photo <laughs> holding the key smiling card. That is prob- that's probably what happened. We just need to reach out to the mayor. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, so in terms of high points, what I did see in the you know day and a half of panels was definitely the high points for me were a panel, uh, the moral case for Bitcoin, which had Robert Breedlove, Jimmy Song, and Guy Swan. Guy Swan does a Bitcoin Audible podcast. And so he, he conveys the written word of all the brilliant minds in the space to uh, have voice so you can listen to it on a podcast. And so I, I, I told him he's a world treasure. And then also, the uh, so besides that, then the big thing really was towards the end of the second day when Jack Mallers, the young kid who started Strike Network, um, made a big announcement. And uh, there were tears. There were a lot of tears in the audience. It was an emotional thing. I'm getting a little choked up now thinking about it. was when he announced that El Salvador is creating Bitcoin as, as a currency uh, to yeah. save people's lives. So this is not just about number go up and get rich. It, it's about saving the world from corrupt currencies. And that's what really you know, I can get behind myself. All right, good. Thank you. Thank you, Al. So there's three quick questions um, yeah, sure. that I want to ask. Uh, 21 million, yes. what's, that, what's that reference to, 21 million? Well, the supply of Bitcoin, um, as it's being mined, which is, or created, it's, uh, it's on a guaranteed curve of supply to where there will only ever be 21 million, which the last Bitcoin uh, will not be created until 2140. So up, up to now, there have been 18 point something you know, million created, of which the founder, Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, found, you know, he mined the first million and has not sold one and may have even passed on without any of them. So he did not do this for personal gain. But it's, it's a guaranteed supply, which is unlike the U.S. dollar and so many other currencies of the world where they're just printed into oblivion. And isn't it, uh, isn't it kind of strange that he didn't decide to have the 21 million in the year 2021? I mean, that just seems like the natural fit. Right. Yes. I noticed that on the logo um, at Bitcoin 2021 was it said Bitcoin in 21. And so, oh, that's also happens to be 21 this year. Yes. So, a coincidence. Yes. And, it, was, uh, it was created in, in, in 2009 was the first yes. Bitcoin. And that, that brings me to my second question. When did you get into Bitcoin? Uh, 2017, uh, a kid started a, a mining operation in Springfield, Missouri, and I bought hash rate and I was creating coin there. And then, um, uh, my one day, my little bit of Bitcoin I'd mined up at that point disappeared, as did uh, the young man and his uh, partner, and disappeared. So uh, I lost a little bit there, but at least I knew about it and knew the uh, the whole scheme. I, I spent a summer uh, learning about it, and then um, I just basically sort of forgot about it for a couple of years. And then back in the beginning of this year, I realized I must put some of, of my wealth there. I must because it's going to just continue going down. Since, as Michael Saylor put it. You know, with the M2 money supply being increased so greatly that basically your dollars are melting. They are mm-hmm. melting uh, every day. So I realized I must get some into Bitcoin, protect me, wife and daughter, you know, and tell everyone I, I can. Unfortunately, so if you were given $100,000, Al, you'd put most of it in Bitcoin? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. As, long as, I, as long as I still have you know, something to survive and if there's an income stream, you can't put every penny in it. Every single penny you have, you can't do that. Because well, you got to save some for tapas. Well, Bitcoin, <laughs> right. They actually have really good advice as well. They tell people, um, you know, forego the Lamborghini, drive a junk car, and put right. all your money in Bitcoin because um, sacrifice today to build for tomorrow. So really, it's a whole right. Aunt a grasshopper story. <laughs> right, right. It, what it does is it, it, it Bitcoin teaches people to have a low time preference, which means the long term. So save for the future, whereas an inflationary currency like we have right now in so many other places in the world, it really rewards you to spend all your money now and not save for the future. So yep. it, it creates you know, um, an in- incentive to not be smart and, and to well, not save. Thank you, Al. We're going to look forward to uh, the relationship growing as well as your, your chapter in the Keep Smiling Dose of Hope book. My, the high point for my entire conference was meeting you two. Well, thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. We'll thank see you, you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Well, 
as you can hear, we met some amazing people at that conference, and I'm so glad and blessed that we were able to be there. And thank you to William Heckman for uh, um, helping us create the opportunity with uh, BTC Media, with Bitcoin to get us in so that we could have good coverage of the show, and there'll be much more to come as well. And as we're talking about Bitcoin, to let people know what's coming up in the future that will equal that is bees.social and M2 coins. So uh, be looking at that. And uh, we are the cryptocurrency for humanity. So there's no affiliate fees, no management fees. We don't get anything from it. You're invested in you, for you, and that's the only you. And then we hope that you will share that with the world. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we do our sponsorship and go to break and bring Henry in? All right, great. Uh, we again want to thank bees.social. So we will go to break. Aaron, thank you so much, and we will be back in a minute. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Rashawn on Amplified Voice America. And we are excited about our next guest, Henry Washington. He is a superstar, a, a man with a big heart, and we want to bring him in right away. So we're going to forego the sponsorship so we can milk every minute of his wisdom and his beautiful story that he shared in Hope is Dope. How are you doing, Henry? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for your patience. We did intend to bring you in a little earlier, but we had such a, a, a packed weekend and a packed amount of content. So thank you for indulging and being patient. But, oh, man, uh, I enjoyed listening. Yeah, he's quite the cat, isn't he? I mean, we we met him and he was just a, an instant friend. And actually, that, that speaks to who you are to us. I mean, when we were at that Key West event, you weren't just an instant friend, but everyone there was just such a, a heart-centered person that you couldn't bump into someone you wouldn't want to have as a friend. Absolutely, man. It was, uh, I wasn't expecting the people aspect of that conference to be as amazing as it was. Very good. Well, I'm going to have Andrea read your bio because uh, you certainly have an extraordinary background. And uh, obviously, um, you know, when someone's really enjoying their life, when they're able to solve problems in their community and uh, make life better for others. So I want to get to that part as well. Andrea. Awesome. Well, Henry Washington, not only is he just an amazing person and a great friend of ours now and a supporter of the Keep Smiling movement, he's an author, entrepreneur and real estate investor with more than 65 rental units and dozens of house flips under his belt. He's been featured in numerous online and television programs, including a Fox Business Morning Show, Fox News, FBN, AN, uh, Yahoo Finance, Bigger Pockets, which is a big bucket list for so many real estate people. I mean, that's a dream come true. Well, I mean, is, this is like a dream NBC, for him. CBS, I know. This goes this, I mean, this is like a dream for him that he's going to be able to add Amplified Voice America to that list. I he, sure he will. He told me he was, he was crying about it. He was so excited. <laughs> it's like winning an Oscar. All right. Well, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Continue. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. No, uh, you know what? Because we can really just really go into the capture of who the heart is. He is such a giver and does so much about building community and having people change their lives. And really, that's what his bio is reflecting as that this is the man. If you want heart, then you want to connect with him because he's about putting people in homes and creating income for him, for them, I meant for all of them. And then as he builds income, he gives back. So he's a huge philanthropist. And we're so excited to have you here and excited for what we're building together with you with the Keep Smiling movement. Oh man, thank you. Thank you so much. That that that's amazing. 
Well, Henry, there's a couple parts in your bio I do want to read that are uh, specific. So it's, it's, it's too vague to say you help your community. I, I want to read a couple of these things. Uh, you paid utility bills for people and businesses so they can keep their lights on a little longer while they're figuring out their next steps. You've purchased appliances and equipment for people, and you've even fixed people's cars so they can make it get to and from work. So, um, and also just a, a heartfelt thank you that when you were part of the Keep Smiling movement, you surprised us with a donation and it was a very, a very needed and thankful to what you did because these donations, they help us get on planes and they help us meet people like you. So thank you so much for that. Oh man. I was honored and, and privileged to be able to help, man. I love working with you guys. Ken too, as a reminder for people who are listening for the first time, um, the keep smiling movement is a 5013 C mental and dental health organization. And we save lives. What happened, what people don't realize is how many people do you know or around you that they're just really breaking down that they really might even get to the point of despair or taking their own life. Well, we save those lives by giving them a dose of hope through smiles. And that's what makes the difference. And uh, again, the 5013C does save lives. And Dose of Hope, what we do is we do that through inspiring books and stories like the Keep Smiling movement. Um, we have three different editions of books. Uh, Hope is Dope, which is for 25 and under inspirational stories that are just short. And then uh, bigger books. And there's Ken back. So he can, ah, he's showing the Hope is Dope now. Well, I had to get out of my luggage. Now, Henry, uh, you and Leo and several other really cool cats uh, are making the book thicker because, as you know, it's <laughs> going to be 800 pages when we're finished with it. And, uh, you know, another testament is you recommended some beautiful, inspiring people to the project, too. So thank you for that. Absolutely. So um, people sometimes uh, may jump to the conclusion that everything's easy and <laughs> just <laughs> is handed to you. So I'd like you to take a couple minutes to share um, your experience of doing this, but also uh, what you shared in, in the, your chapter. So if you take like three or four minutes and talk about where you're born, what your childhood was like and what challenges you had to overcome to be who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, born and raised in Bakersfield, California. Uh, so it's about an hour North of LA. It's a small town. It's a blue collar uh, community. And um, my father was a teacher uh, his whole career and uh, one of the things he instilled in me <laughs> without me knowing it uh, was uh, entrepreneurship. So my father, like I said, he was a teacher and, you know, teachers don't have the greatest salaries. Uh, he was an art teacher and he would always have some sort of side hustle or business uh, in order to help make ends meet or just to make extra money. He had an arcade back when you used to have to go someplace to play video games and he had um, a barbecue restaurant for about 10 years while I was growing up. So I was really raised in a, in a restaurant. <laughs> I did my homework at the tables in the restaurant. So like um, seeing entrepreneurship as an avenue to provide income is something I always had visibility to. But when I was young, never thought that that was going to be my path because they always instilled in me education and going to school and then getting a, getting a degree and getting a great job. So I never thought about entrepreneurship as a path, but as I got older and as I started my own family, um, I found myself in a position where I needed to make extra income. And, um, and, and so when it, when it came down time for me to figure out uh, how to do that, and I landed on real estate investing as an option, it, didn't, it, it never even came into my mind as something I couldn't do. And I think that's because I saw my father uh, have businesses and things as well. And so uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, doubt from the perspective of if I start a business, would that work? Because I saw is your, it work is your father dad. still alive? Yes, sir. So we, I just want to interject because I don't want to forget this. We have, you know, Father's Day coming up and yes, we are, I mean, one of the regrets I have, because I don't like having regrets, but I'm going to share the regrets so we can fix it, is that I took your picture with your beautiful smile the first day of uh, the hero event yes, and sir. you had that great shirt and you had that great smile, but we, we didn't get a couple other options so we could throw you in a couple other books. Uh, so you just show the, the diversity of you. And so I, I'm looking forward to meeting you again at another event and taking more pictures, but I wanted to invite you if you're going to see your father or you get a picture with your sons or your kids um, that we are doing a, a keep smiling father fatherhood or father's matter. I, it, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's fatherhood edition. We'll call it that for right now. And oh, it's, I think it's keep smiling legacies happen and it's the fatherhood edition. Got okay. it. And so yeah. we're, uh, you take a picture with your dad 
and you hold the keep smiling card and ba-boom and you get to, you know, write who your dad is to you or how your dad helped you become who you are. Are you teaching your kids on and tell how many kids do you have? Two kids, two daughters, two daughters. Okay. You want to give a shout out to them? Absolutely. They're, they're my, my, my youngest is six months old. Uh, her name is Evie. And my, uh, my oldest is two and a half years old. And her name is Jocelyn. We call her Jojo. Okay. Jojo and Evie. Yes, Eva? Sir. Evie. Evie, Evie. Okay. Um, so Jojo and Evie, um, you know, it, it's true, isn't it? That when they came into your life, they make you a better person. 100%. Yeah. And so you have a reason to be a hero. And that's, that's the idea Absolutely. of the book is that you, you be a hero for your kids, but you also cause your kids to understand what it is to get into entrepreneurism, to solve problems. And I have a, a, just a small little joke, and then we're going to go back to your story. But the little joke sure. is I was a teacher, and when I saw the paycheck, I said, eat or house, um, <laughs> car or house. You, know, <laughs> like, you can have one, one or two of the three tops. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and so you have, to, you have to know how to do the side hustle. And, you know, in a way, that's kind of cool, though, because, you know, if you're just living in the classroom, you're not really growing. And I think when you are doing the side hustles, you're teaching kids really the most valuable thing you could bring in the classroom, which is if I'm not teaching – I can still feed my family. If I'm not teaching, I know how to use my knowledge to create income and yeah, solve problems. Absolutely. So that is actually kind of a beautiful part of this. Never thought I'd say that, man. <laughs> you know, the fourth year I was teaching my, my, my teaching check, and I'm not kidding you, was not even paying for the postage that I was using to send out for my entertainment company. Now we were doing, we were doing about 1400 a year, but our entertainment, uh, we had the postage thing where you hit the thing in the office. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it would eat up a two week check. of. <laughs> 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 All right. So back to your story, um, to pick up where you were, uh, with sure. uh, getting into real estate and that you learned about that. Yeah. So that was my, that was my kind of, a. Uh, entry into entrepreneurship. But uh, fast forwarding before that, I, what I've come to realize is that I had to go through this whole transformation to be ready to be the man that I am today and be blessed with the knowledge and information and wealth that comes from real estate investing. I'm a firm believer that the things that we are blessed with, the gifts that we are blessed with, the knowledge that we are blessed with, the wealth that we are blessed with, isn't for us. It's for us to enrich other people, for us to give back Right. And I think all the time when you hear stories of people who have amassed wealth or amassed knowledge and then they lose it, it's always tied to them not being a great steward of the gifts that they've been given. And and I feel like I found real estate right when I was supposed to, because not because I needed real estate, but because. I needed real estate in order to share it with other people, to share how life-changing it is with other people. And had I found that any sooner, and, I, not, and I, I wouldn't have been who I am now and might not have treated those gifts with the, with the respect that they deserve. Uh, and so when I moved to Arkansas, I moved to work for a Walmart. Walmart uh, is headquartered here. It's a big, huge retailer here. And uh, they called me out of the blue. I wasn't looking for a job. It was a headhunter called me and asked me that I want to move to Arkansas for a job. And the long story short is I said, no, because <laughs> I was living in Virginia Beach. Why would I want to move to Arkansas? I'd never been to Arkansas. And so anywho, I moved uh, to make a long story short. I moved and I found uh, an apartment to live in. And um, well, actually, let's cut in for a second, sure. because um, the person, uh, the headhunter said, yeah, I know that wouldn't be exactly the type <laughs> yeah, of location. Yeah, yeah. So what was this? What was the selling point? Because you're missing. Yeah. We're missing the point of why yeah. you would even engage and say, yeah, I'll pack up my Ab stuff and head. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, when he asked me what I'd be willing after I interviewed and he asked me, do you want to move to Arkansas? And I said, no. He, and there was no H in front of there? There was no... <laughs> <laughs> I was being professional. <laughs> I said, no, absolutely not. And he said he completely broke character. So he, his whole professionalism dropped. Right? I'm black. I could tell he was a black guy prior to him dropping his professionalism. And he said, bro, what do you bro? He was like, they're going to pay you like a king. The cost of living is way cheaper. He was like, you just need to go out there for a year, stack your bread, and if you don't like it, you can leave. And I was like, he was like, the cost of living, that's like getting two raises. You're going to make more yeah. than you make now, 
and the cost of living is cheaper. And and I just cracked up, but I went, that's hard to argue with, man. <laughs> so, so I went. I, I went. That's that's a, that's very good reasoning. I, I wanted the yeah. audience to hear because you shared yeah. that story with me. I was like, okay, yeah. that that's that's a good head hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. He did his job well. I went, I went, and um, uh, and like I was saying, I had to pick a place to live. So they flew me out a month before I had to move there, and I was picking a place to live. And I was trying to choose between two places, and uh, I, I, both places were similar. Both they were just in different locations, and I and I didn't know enough about the area to know which one I wanted to live in. And so I was, I had to choose before I left to go back or else I wouldn't have a place to live. I had to sign a lease while I was there. And so I was sitting in the, in, in one of the apartments and uh, it was my second time in that apartment that day. So that I'm sure the, the, and the place was completely empty, nothing but a container of bleach on the counter. And I remember um, I was struggling and I looked down on the floor and down on the floor by the fireplace, there was a little round basketball. And uh, to me, like it was immediately a sign that that's where I was supposed to live. I played basketball my whole life. I mean, from since I could walk, I played semi-professional basketball. Like basketball is so core to who I am that I that this whole empty apartment, nothing but a container of bleach and a and a little round basketball. Like for me, that just said, okay, you're supposed to be here. I don't know why, no clue why. Didn't even have time to think about it or figure it out. Just took it as a sign that that's where I needed to be. I told the lady here, where's the lease? I'll sign it. I signed it and I went back uh, to Virginia Beach and uh, moved into that place. When I moved back, uh, when I moved to Arkansas about a month later, and I'd say I lived there for a couple of years. And then I got into some trouble uh, that was, uh, you know, that was making great money and spending more than I made. So I was, I was having a good time. I was hanging out with people I shouldn't have been hanging out with. And I was being, uh, I was being a young male and found myself in a situation with, uh, a couple of scares, uh, pregnancies and with people I definitely didn't want to have a family with. And, um, and what happened was every time I would get in trouble, I would pray, you know, I'd turn back into a Christian, please help me help me out of this situation, please, mm-hmm. please do something. And then it was like, as soon as I would pray, boom, problem solved. Right. And then I was like, great. The first time it happened, I was like, great. Went right back to doing my thing and found myself in a very similar situation again. And all of a sudden I was holy and I started praying again and it was like, boom, problem solved. And that second time it just hit me like a ton of bricks because I don't treat people like that. Like I don't treat my friends as someone to go to when you need something and then never talk to them again, right? And so why would I treat God like that, right? I've always believed in God, never really big, been a big churchgoer, but no, it's there. And so I just started to feel terrible and said, you know what? I need to hold up my end of the bargain. What am I going to do? And I said, I have no idea what to do. All I know is I should start in a church and then go from there. Maybe that'll guide me to how I'm supposed to change this relationship. And I said, what church to go to. I don't know if you know much about the South or Arkansas, but churches are on every corner, like gas stations and supermarkets. There's so many of them. I had no idea where to start, right? It was super scary. And so I said, you know what? Uh, there's a church right across the street from my apartment. I'll just go there, right? I'll just you, you know, uh, Henry, I, think, I think that uh, God said when you prayed the second time, he says, you know what? There's a lot of pray- people praying to me and you're going to be answering their prayers because of what you did. <laughs> so when, they didn't have their, when they didn't have their car working or they had something that was broken and you came yeah. through, uh, God yeah. says, okay, okay he's, he's, he's paying it forward. He's doing it right. <laughs> All connected, man. Yeah, hey, I, I love a, I love a person that um, is obviously transparent and vulnerable because it really shows why they are open hearted and why they're willing to be a, a leader. And when you conceal that stuff, you're cheating the world, but you're also cheating yourself from being powerful. Absolutely. So I, I applaud you for that. But the other thing I want to uh, say is I'm digging your brand. <clears throat> I like, I like, I like the, both of them. I mean, the swag is definitely something I'd wear. So, you know, (laughs) Um, so just so you, if you guys aren't, you guys are seeing the brand, but the brand is a H that is actually reversed with a W underneath. And that is very cool logo. I'm digging it. Shaped like a house. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but the house, the white window is kind of like seeing the light, which is very smart. Very smart. I love it. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I, I had to make a mention of that because no, I'm a brand I love new guy. And so uh, I just wanted Shall to. Shall we break in the song? I saw the light. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So um, you, you alluded to some things that you learned, and I want the audience to always get the gold nuggets. So um, be specific, not the um, it's nice to be nice to the nice or that kind of stuff or, you know, work hard, but give, give some real gold nuggets of how to be successful and also specifically in real estate. Yeah. Um, so the first thing, uh, the first thing I always approach every situation, and I and I've I've learned this through that through that journey and transition that I was talking about of, of becoming close to. Once I became closer to God, it helped me solve my problems internally. Once I solved my problems internally, it helped me be able to help people externally, right? And I've approached my business as I approach every situation, every encounter as how can I make or improve the situation? How can I help the person sitting across from me? Whether that's somebody I'm trying to buy their house, whether that's a contractor that I'm working with to try to repair something that I'm working on, whether it's an interaction with you guys, right? I am always looking for how can I be of service? And I think if we as people can approach every situation from how can I help you and get out of the what do I get out of this situation, then there's so much more that we get because of that, right? We get by giving a lot of the times and you never know whose life you're impacting. You never know how you're impacting that life and you never know what is going to come back to you and how much of that comes back to you because you weren't in this selfish mindset of what does this situation bring me? But if you, and so I, I encourage everyone, especially new investors, when you walk into a house, it's it, get out of the mindset of, I need to close the deal, right? I need to buy this home and walk into that house with the mindset of how do I help this person? As investors, we have to buy deals under the market value, right? You buy low, you sell high. That's how investing works in every niche. But if you can walk into those situations and you understand this person's contacting me because they have a problem, they don't want to sell their house under market value because they just want to. There's a reason that they need to. And that reason can sometimes be solved without you even buying that house. And I feel like we have a responsibility to do that when we can within reason. Obviously, you're not going to put yourself on the, on the street, but you do that within reason. And if you can look at every situation from how do I add value? How do I be of service? The sales will come. The deals will come. The money will make itself if you put other people first. I like the third part that you said, or the first part even, that you didn't say a lot of times, which is how do you improve the situation? Yeah. I, I like that part a lot because that adds a different slant to it because everything is a situation. And if you're improving mm -hmm. it, you're specifically looking at that situation and the result, it could be better. Absolutely. I like that. And I, I heard someone um, way back in the day, his first name was Dale and long last name, but he says his mission in life was to leave people better off than they were before they met him. And that's, that's another way of kind of saying it as well. I wanted to <clears throat> briefly talk about this. So first of all, how was the experience for you? I, I loved it. I, you know, I've never, I've never written before, like uh, in, in, a, in, in a way that would need to be consumed by others in a book. Sure. I've written like vlog stuff or, but this was a whole different experience, man. And it really, it was great for me. It was therapeutic because I'd never put my story on paper before, right? I'd never typed it out um, in, in that level of detail. And so being able to think through my story and try to explain it in a way that I feel people would uh, engage with, it was just, it was super therapeutic for me. I'm glad I got to do it. And it, it made me want to write more, to be honest with you. Well, we want you to write more. And, you know, with where you're going with your life, uh, that dose of hope is a 2000 word monster. And then of course there's making your own book with your yep. own nuggets. And so I, I just want to say that what I love about this book specifically is that one of your best friends from a standpoint of who you were moved by at that key West, Leo Chun is in yep. the book with you. Yep. And it's cool to be in a book with your friends that are making a difference. Absolutely. And I know you recommended a couple people and we're, we were probably in the process, but you know, it's, I think the pay it forward part of it is the coolest part of all. I give it to you and you say, Lola, let me give this $20,000 gift certificate to somebody else so they can share their story. We don't know where it's going to go and also how many people it's going to impact. So that, that part <clears throat> was, um, was as we were referring to earlier, God's gift. You give this and it keeps giving and then you keep getting blown away 
by all these new experiences. So I wanted to, I wanted to thank you a lot for being a part of this book and also being able to learn more about you as a result of it. So can I want to butt in here really quick? Yeah, oh, oh, and, and, and we're going to have to do an extended yeah. show with Henry. Cause I realized that we're, we just got a four minute till close. Yeah. Well, uh, notice. Yeah. But Henry has agreed uh, that with the past clients that he's helped and with future clients to help to pass on that love so that they can share their inspiring <clears> story <throat> so that we can continue that ripple effect of smiles with the keep smiling movement as a partnership um, of love. So uh, what city are you in right now? Uh, um, Springdale, Arkansas. So Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville, all the same. And Southwest flies there, right? Uh, I yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, Tulsa, we, Southwest we, flies to Tulsa, which is close. Okay, yes. so well, we can just make an Arkansas book too. I mean, you know, we there's all these possibilities. We just made an Arizona book. We never did a state book. And Arizona's got that cool flag, so we just had to give some pop. <laughs> so um, I'm not opposed to doing a Tulsa and the, and the region, but um, that is the reason we'd put you on uh, the second time, which is how you built your community, how your community shows up in, in your own book. That's really a, a very cool be aspect because your business is a result of your community, and your community is a result of your business. So that is a perfect tie-in for a future show. We want to do some, uh, some really fast – Rapid fire with you. So we ask quickly, you answer quickly. Boom, boom. Got it. Right? What book changed your life? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Andrea? Um, if, uh, what's a song that gets you jazzed up and moving? Oh, um, uh, jazzed up and moving. Gosh, I don't know that I have a song that gets me jazzed up. I just. Uh, we'll come back. What movie yeah. inspires you? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Awesome. Andrea? And um, when you were a child, what did you want to grow up and be? I was a lawyer. <laughs> oh, um, wow. who, who's your hero? Oh, uh, my father and my mother. And what is, what's a quote you live by? Um, uh, you, you actually said it earlier. I think I put it in my bio. Uh, leave, leave things better than I found them. Awesome. So, Henry, you have been amplified for your goodness. We've certainly published your heart and your mind and your soul, and we look forward to so many other great things with you. Um, that trip to Key West was magical. Much thanks to the Red Carpet Connection, Andrea Adams-Miller, for creating the sponsorship and also uh, her gift of actually causing very big things to happen, dreams to come true for her clients and leaders like you. So thank you so much for being on our show. We look forward to having you on the show. It could be six months from now. It could be a year from now, but I'm committed that when we build your community book, that we actually have you back on with some of your favorite leaders there. I would be honored. Okay. Um, we're going to, uh, I'm just going to say, go to sponsors. Just give a couple of them real quick, Andrea. Uh, yes, and I, a shout out to Tim, my uh, hero summit for the reason that we met Henry, uh, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Bees.Social, look for the M2 Coin, the Red Carpet Connection, MyMakeupLady.com, Lynn Benavides, the EMF Fix, Voice America Influencers Channel, and we're out. And oh, Andrew Shag and Aaron Shag and all Aaron's. We are, this is Schlag. Schlag, and this is the Aaron uh, tribute hour. <laughs> all Aaron's. Okay. So th this is Ken Roshan with the Voice America Influencer Channel. It has been a pleasure, again, to be with great leaders, great stories, impacting the world, and making a positive difference, and inspiring people. So if you know someone inspiring people, please bring them to our attention. They may not just be on a show, but they may be on Amazon causing a lot of ripples of goodness. Thank you. And uh, make your donations to www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com. Help save a life with smiles. I want that swag. I want that W. I want that oh, H. On the way. <laughs> on the way. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.